Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. We are comedians living in Hollywood bringing you the fun and funny of wrestling each and every week. This week is no exception and we've got two, count them, two special guests on the podcast this week. We have interviews coming up later with Marty Scroll from Download Festival by our international jerk respondent Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes. And we're also talking with former UPW and PWG wrestler Scott Lost about his comic book series Second Shift and his Kickstarter campaign. Very exciting, Scott. Very exciting. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Packed to the gills. Well, yeah, you're good. it's good to have you here because you're a co-host. Yeah, three guests, four guests tonight. Steve, Scott, Scott, and Marty. Yeah, those are all fun names. Yeah, like it's, all names. Uh, all, it sounds like we're the Avengers. Oh, oh man, I want to be the Justice League. Oh, God, you are a DC guy through and through. Yeah, but I say it quicker. DC guy. What did I say? DC guy. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to always think about what the C stands for. Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you in the Justice League? Uh, ooh, who am I in the Justice League? I'm Aquaman. Oh, come on. I'm you got Aquaman. the hair, but who would you ooh, want to I'm be? Martian Manhunter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for believing in yourself enough to pick Martian Manhunt. Who are you? Deathstroke the Terminator. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> oh, this episode is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Loot. Pro Wrestling Loot, Steve, you know what they got? Uh, I hope it's a pirate's chest full of uh, wrestling booty. <laughs> it sure is, buddy. They got everything. There's all kinds of stuff. They have got action figures, wrestling DVDs, T-shirts, hard-to-find rare items, autographs, photos, 8x10s, collectibles, and more. Uh, the key to the room that's urine that's full of... I think I just said urine. I was just, urine? Yeah. Oh, like uh, like uh, Scrooge McDuck's urine room that he just dives through? Hey, look. Hey, boys, stay out of my urine room. I was still thinking about Deathstroke the Terminator. <laughs> Deathstroke the Terminator. Man, I am just floundering. You are floundering, Steve, because you're trying to get on ProWrestlingLoot.com right now. I see. I, my fingers are fumbling like the tongue in my mouth we have a special promo code if you enter the promo code scott s-c-o-t-t you will get 10 percent off your first crate if you don't know what these crates are there are crates out there in the world that are just filled with goodies filled with treasures now guys when scott says crate to you i know you're thinking of a steamer trunk that may have orphans or castaways or stowaways on board on a big old pirate ship. These are closer to box sizes, maybe yeah. like an old-timey suitcase. But it feels like a crate in spirit once you get it because it's full of loot. It's full of loot. Yeah. And this is specifically pro wrestling stuff. You're getting pro wrestling loot. Do you like wrestling? Do you like loot? Who does it? And they send it to your house. You you order it. You get a monthly subscription. You can cancel at any time. But why do that? And then you get pro wrestling stuff sent to your house. They go find it for you. At a WWE or something like that, you got to go look for it. You got to go to the show. You got to spend a bunch of money. And then you got to haul it around with you because you're like, well, I'm, I'm already wearing a wrestling shirt. I'm not going to wear another shirt. On Guys, the shirt. sooner you order, the sooner the ducklings arrive alive. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The famous uh, indie wrestling tag team, the Ducklings. You could get all of their stuff. Yeah. But I've seen, I've gone through past months. If you sign up now, you could get in there in time for October. Who knows what they're going to send? It's always a mystery. There's There's been cool autographs in the past. There's been cool DVDs from indie companies. They've got stuff from WWE, TNA, ROH, the indies. Sweat-stained John Cena armbands i don't know if that's true i cannot confirm or deny that okay. that is the case that that's been in there and look 
John Cena's arm pans don't fit my head, and John Cena's headbands don't fit my arms. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. We're we're gaunt compared to his yeah. size. Pale. Pale and gaunt. So who knows what you'll get? That's the, half of the fun of pro wrestling loot is you get it, and it's all a mystery, and you open it up, it's all excited. You know what's not a mystery, Scott? What? What's that promo code, Scott? Scott. <laughs> Scott. And you save 10% off your first grade via curtain jerks. That's what we're providing for you in this very episode. So go sign up prowrestlingloot.com, enter the promo code Scott and get 10% off your first crate. Man, things are going crazy in wrestling, Steve. Popping off. The third man was revealed on Sunday at Night of Champions. Yeah, I watched it. I watched some wrestling. I watched Night of Champions. I had a good old time. And that wasn't even the real third man, turns no, out. No, man, man, man of danger, really. That guy, okay, so... Pleaded so, guilty, got 10 days, instead of if it went to trial, he would have got six months. Well, let's 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 review. Because a couple of weeks ago, we talked to uh, the fan, Gavin, who jumped the rail. And, you know... It, a lot of people think he looks like the lead singer of Korn. No, he looks exactly like him, Steve. Jonathan Davis, the yeah. lead singer of Korn, Jonathan Davis. And he sounds exactly like him as well. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. He was in Baltimore... He hopped the rail, walked down the ramp with the champion, Seth Rollins. Security ushered him out right away. I don't know what happened to that guy. And then now, at Night of Champions, the the third man was supposedly going to be revealed any second. And then Tall Caval showed up. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Steve keeps pushing it's Caval and not low-key. Or more like high-key, am I right, guys? That guy was a giant. (laughs) So it it was Ambrose standing there with Reigns. And then there was a third guy standing next to him. And initially that felt like forever. Just seeing that guy and going, who, who's, who, who's that? Who, he just like, he was there. He was nodding. Everything is fine. And then two guys tackled him. Yeah. And you look at all the wrestlers looking too, like, uh, wait, who, who, who are you? Who are you? Well, what who? I like is that he nodded to them. He was like, Hey, it's me. Hey, we're doing this. <laughs> I'm intoxicated and we're fighting. <laughs> don't not in the tummy though i had some nachos and bray was great did you see what bray said uh, is that your guy yeah is that your guy uh, is that your guy and everyone's like you think that's our guy you think it's that's him? your guy i love bray wyatt right now he is so creepy and weird and mm-hmm. fantastic and so is luke harper and so is uh uh string string bowman uh what I I honestly it's a great name for him, but when he's Google in a match, Bingman. when he's in a match with uh with Roman Reigns, yeah, I was like Roman and Strowman, oh boy, I don't know, can't wait till they put them in a tag match together. Don't forget about Eric Rowan, yeah, he's Eric Rowan, Strowman, and Roman. Mm-hmm. Silly, <laughs> it's the world's dumbest law firm. Uh, yeah, it is the world's dumbest law firm. Um. If you see the or above the door, you know you made it to Loman, Strowman, Roman, and Gorbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now they just need Goldman. And Gorbin. And, uh, well, all those guys. Yeah. Uh, so Jonathan Davis. So instead of that drunk guy who showed up in the ring, uh, they got a professional podcaster to be their third man. Chris Jericho. That's right. I was wondering if he felt uncomfortable because he was there in his underpants and everybody else was wearing their dirty Saturday clothes. That's true. It is a different time. Everybody was fully dressed except for Chris Jericho well, in his undies. It's kind of weird because, like when you watch Undertaker versus Triple H and Undertaker's like full pants and shirt. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's fighting the guy who he found in his bed when he came home. <laughs> like, you don't live here. And I was like, oh, my friend said I could stay. <laughs> Sarah. 
do you know this guy? And that's how it all happened. Yeah. That's how it all happened. Uh, that's why I was kind of glad that Dolph Ziggler started wearing pants. That's why you're glad that he started wearing pants? No, I just thought he looked cool in pants. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you're right. The uh, tidies, the tidy whitey uh, little shorts, those are those days are gone. I hope so. I think Dolph Z- honestly, I said to my friend Mickey, who I watched Night of Champions with, mm-hmm. I said, hey, he's kind of Mickey, like- friend of the show, doesn't listen. Yeah, Mickey Gallier. Uh, well, we had really good snacks also when we watched the paper. Did really you? Yeah. you? You had us beat, that's for sure. Uh, we got Thai food, because we always get Thai food at Mickey's house. Man. He got curry fried rice, which I didn't even know was a thing. You didn't know it was a thing? Because I always put the curry on the rice anyway, but this was fried rice that had the curry already on it. Yeah. And he got duck, like, uh, duck Penang. Yeah. So they fry the chicken, and you have all these little fried, uh, excuse me, fried duck bits. Yes. And then they give you the curry sauce. No potatoes, no onions, no weird stuff in there, and, like... You can dip the chick, the duck in it. <laughs> I keep saying the chicken's the duck. Uh, I've never had duck before. Uh, and it was just really? straight up curry sauce that I put on the curry fried rice, and it was fantastic. Man. Anyway, Night of Champions was great. Yeah, man, I'm bummed now because I'm remembering the snack situation where I was what at. What was your snack situation? Terrible. What, what was it? We're talking like Chinese trail mix. What do you got? Chinese trail mix? You know, wasabi peas, the little sesame sticks, and you got those rice, <laughs> those little rice Oh, crisps, okay. Yeah, crisps. yeah. I think it's Japanese, bro. <laughs> Look, at Costco, they call it Oriental Trail Mix, so oh. I'm just going to say Chinese Trail Mix. Oh, Kirkland, you racist <laughs> yeah. assholes. I mean, I, the worst thing that Kirkland could do is be like, Chinese Trail Mix, and then just have it be like dirt and rocks. I think that would be straight up that's, racist. That's bad. With yeah. M&Ms. Oh, boy. I always pick out the M&Ms. You always do. Who wants the dirt, really? Kirkland Signature, this is, I don't trust them because they have everything. You could buy a Kirkland Signature sweater. Mm-hmm. You could buy Kirkland Signature tampons. You could buy Kirkland Signature drumsticks from your frozen food section. You know what my conspiracy theory is on this? What? Kirkland Signature is the band Kiss. Because Kiss makes everything, right? So everybody who's not a Kiss fan, not a part of the Kiss Army, and they don't want to buy it, and they're like, I don't want a Kiss coffin, they buy one from Costco because Kiss owns that too. Wow. Kiss owns Costco? That's... I've been hanging out with Jesse Ventura a lot. I was about to say, why did they call it Kissco? They well, because again, if you fuck her up, <laughs> yeah, and kiss that eighty dollars goodbye for membership. I love the hot dogs there. <laughs> Speaking of hot dogs and confession. concessions, yeah. we have a very special guest today, Scott. Do we? Yeah, uh, we've got oh yeah, uh, Marty Scroll and Scott Loss. That's right. But in addition to Marty Scroll and Scott Loss, we've got head of live WWE event security. Whoa, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast at this time, head of WWE Live Event Security, Hank. Oh, well, welcome, Hank. Come on in. Uh, Have a seat. Thank you for having me. I can tell that you guys have good security here at the Comedy Podcast Headquarters. Comedy Podcast Network Headquarters. Oh, well, I'll make sure to change my paperwork and my security badge. Um, well, you're not, you know, you're, you're not on duty today. Don't worry about it. You don't have to be security for us. You don't have to be lo- looking at the door. Good. That's kind of embarrassing that I made such a mistake, uh, arriving here. My security badge says Comedy Podcast Network Headquarters. No, that's, that's what we are. We're Comedy Podcast Network Oh, good. Then I correct. Uh, I apparently misspoke. Yeah, you, yeah. But don't worry about the door. We have an open door policy. You don't need to be watching that door. So I should not have closed this door. No, I, I prefer you leave it open because we have many guests that sometimes they just want to come All right, it's a security show. risk, but you're in charge. 
Thank you. Yes, uh, that's that's my call. That's my call. Uh, and you know, in your line of work, the your boss is Vince McMahon. I like to think that my boss is the WWE universe, but my boss is Vince McMahon. Wait a second. You think that your boss is the WWE universe? It's kind of like being a sea captain. I am a employee of the sea as well as its master. Well, lately it seems like you've not been the master of your sea. Uh, I think you're alluding to, I can only assume... The two recent events at live WWE events. Yes, the two, uh, one uh, gentleman named Gavin. Um, I don't know if you if you heard him speak. Sounds exactly like Jonathan Davis, the lead singer of Corn. Exactly like him. It's uncanny. Yes, I am a fan of the band Corn. And then the, another gentleman who jumped the rail this past Sunday at Night of Champions. I don't know his name or what band he's a part of, but I think he <laughs> looks like Low Key. Is that right? Oh, for the... Former WWE superstar known as Caval. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he quite made it to the superstar status there in his short tenure. Well, honestly, I don't know what a lot of the superstars look like because I'm not looking at the ring. You don't know what the superstars look like? Isn't that good to know? To differentiate who's in the ring uh, against a a fan? Uh, Absolutely, but as head of WWE Live Security... I can tell you that I look away from the ring to scan the crowd for suspicious persons or anybody whose drinks might be low. Oh, um, you, wait, what? You, you're looking, oh, because you're trying to gauge if they drank too much. Yes, if they've drank too much soda, I'm there to let them know that there is a concession stand on the second level as well as hot dogs available on the lower level. Why would you that's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to keep the talent, the superstars, the the crew in safe. certain arenas and stadiums and venues we also have what we like to call local flavor, which is a type of food concession item that's only available in that city. Uh Steve uh, Steve, can you believe this guy? That what he's talking about right now? That I'm enthralled. Oh, I love food at this stadiums. This is not security. I don't even feel secure in this room right now. Look, you can't be looking at the crowd and suggesting food. You've got to be looking out for potential threats who are coming in the ring. I absolutely agree. That's why I wear these yellow parkas in the ring, so that if it starts raining, I will be safe from any sort of moisture. You're in a dome. There's a stadium, there's a dome, but you're not you're not dealing with outside weather. It's not In some cases, large buildings like that, if there's a lot of environmental effects or a lot of condensation, it can cause some sort of weather system to form within that dome. Hank, um, how did you get this job? Well, I was working concessions at a small arena <laughs> and work my way up to a larger arena because it's a contract basis as a freelancer. So if you work as a hot dog cart Pusher, you could also work as a nacho slinger in one of the traditional concession stands, depending on the local flavor. If you're doing some sort of Santa Fe chutney or something along those lines, you need to be an expert at it. And one time I came across a dead body in the bathroom and I took off his yellow parka and I took his security badge and I've been touring with WWE ever since. Wait a minute, you're not even qualified at all. You were... were I did say that I made the mango chutney for the Santa Fe concessions. I think I know what I'm talking about. You're a certified nacho slinger who found a dead body of a security guard and has now taken his place. Uh, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like all of these interruptions of WWE live programming are completely justified by incompetence. Yes, 
It seems like you're really incompetent and not good at your job. Who is your staff? Who 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 have you employed to be the rest of your security? Uh, we have several members of security. Yeah. I think you'll notice this guy from any WWE live event. Uh, a bald guy who looks like he was a former police officer. There's also my personal favorite, a older Latina woman who looks like her parka is too big for her. As well as a black teenager who looks like he got this job straight out of high school. I don't understand how they allowed you to take a dominant position where you lead them when they clearly know what's going on and you don't. You've put you've put uh, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, uh, Seth Rollins all in danger from your incompetence. Uh, I'd like to point out there's been plenty of other crises that have not been brought up on WWE programming or made to live events. So if you think about all the things that didn't make it through the net, I think you could consider yourself pretty safe and call us to be at Condition Amber. What did you, what did you prevent? What did you stop from happening? A little boy in John Cena gear in the front <laughs> row dropped uh -huh. his ice cream cone and I ate it. Wait, why did you eat his ice cream cone? I was hungry, and those pay-per-views are long. That is not a security risk. We're that talking a about risk. a pre-show no. that's easily 30 minutes, and that's even before we go live. And Lillian Garcia's got quite a set of pipes, and I'll be waiting for her to sing so I know to set my time watch. That is not a security risk. You tell me something else not that you prevented. Not to mention the dark matches. I never know when those matches are going to end, so I always like to have a nice cold snack that I find on the floor. The, the, tell me another thing that you prevented. Tell me some good that you did for, as security for the WWE. Hey? Well, my wife and I were making love the other night, and but, I pulled out very quickly to not produce a child. You did this at a show? No. I just thought it'd be a bit oh. of a health risk for the WWE if I was to bring another one of my kind into the world. <laughs> All right, I don't want to hear about your sexual exploits at home. I wouldn't call them exploits, more of a mechanical kind of lovemaking, in which we both find a medium amount of satisfaction. Look, Hank, I don't... Don't worry, we both wear the parka. Hank, I think you need to turn that parka in. I think you should... First off, you should have reported that dead body you found in the back of the stadium. Uh, and secondly, you're not qualified for WWE security. They need somebody else in place because you're not doing your job well. All right, but mark my words. If I leave the WWE live event security, just wait till you see all the interruptions that'll happen next. I've already seen two. I've seen two. Well, I'll be getting back on my WWE Mack truck where I like to stay in the back with all the metal equipment so I can make it to the next venue show. All right, I, I don't see why you're getting attitude with me. It's you're, you're not qualified for your job. If I wasn't qualified, I would not be receiving all these paychecks I'm not receiving. <laughs> I don't... All right, well, I guess you got me there, Hank. I guess you got me there. Well, that's not a security risk we can agree on. All right, Hank, well, good luck. Um, uh... I don't I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. I hope no one dies on your watch. Thank you. Me too. That guy made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I kind of fear for the uh wrestler's safety in a lot of those live events just already because there's been so many interruptions. Yeah, I feel like they all gotta learn some Krav Maga in order to Yeah, I hope save those guys lives. can defend themselves. Me too. I don't know if they can. I think some some of them are a little too pretty to be what? able to defend themselves. Be my guess. Yeah, I, I don't think all of them can fight well, Steve. That's what I'm saying. 
I don't know. I feel like if you can do a super kick in the ring, I think you could probably do a super kick in real life. Like Dolph Ziggler, can he defend himself? Yeah, I yes think or so. No. I say no. I think if he doesn't get the right change at Taco Bell, he could easily kick somebody in the face and then catch the taco they were handing to him. I think he could easily kick them in the face too, but make a really cool noise while doing it. And the employee goes, Jesus, you almost kicked me right in the face. <laughs> Why'd you slap your thigh so hard? Yeah, why did that happen? Oh. And then, like, it's like, hey, get your hands off me. And Ziggler does a backflip and lands on his neck on a table. Rusev, can he defend himself? Yes or no? Yes. I say no. No, why? You think he's got too, he's got too much muscle to swing around? He's got too many women problems. He can't even, you know, sort of uh, You're saying it. he's distracted. I'm very distracted. You're, you just said you're very distracted. Yes, I am. I'm distracted by I'm Rusev's I'm distracted by problems. all of Rusev's women problems. I hope Lana's okay. I, she's fine. She's no Undertaker, can he defend himself? No, he can't. Yeah, that's right. That's why he's facing Brock Lesnar in a cage. That's so both of them don't escape. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think they're. I think they're in a lot of trouble. I think they're doomed. But uh, what a great name for a pay per view. I think they're doomed. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> just doomed. <laughs> oh, just doomed. No, 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 no. Doomed. No, 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 no. Doomed. Doomed. Um, Well, there's hope on the horizon, Steve. Is there, Scott? Yeah, there is hope on the horizon. There's good stuff coming out of the wrestling world. Mainly, namely, mainly. Mainly and namely. Mainly, namely, Second Shift. It's a comic book um, done by Scott Lost, former wrestler of UPW fame, of PWG fame. I saw him at Comic-Con this year. We chatted up talking. He's got a Kickstarter campaign. You're going to hear all about that and more. So enjoy this interview we did with Scott Lost. We've got Scott Lost joining us today. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't complain, guys. Yeah, the Kickstarter campaign is going strong uh, for second shift. Uh, we're at issue four that's been released, and issue five is coming soon. And uh, tell us a little bit about the campaign and about the comic book, Scott. Well, the campaign, we have uh, seven days left, or so in the last week, and uh, we're pretty close to the goal. We need about uh, 1,900 left, and uh, yeah, we'll be there. So, But as far as the book goes, it's about a young superhero team uh, learning how to balance normal nine-to-five stuff and, and uh, being superheroes at night. And uh, the thing that's really special about the book is just the character interaction and the character development and um, just just how you get to know each each character individually and uh, the relationships that they build with each other. I thought that was a really interesting selling point for it because you rarely hear about a comic book when people sort of start with, yeah, it's going to have strong characters and we're going to be dealing with their relationships. You always kind of go with... Uh, I feel like I'm always being told what someone's powers are or how the world is going to be like ending in issue two or something along those lines. So I, I'm glad that you picked something that's sort of personal that the uh, audience can connect with. Yeah, 
have powers, but those are really, you know, secondary to the story. Well, it seems like there's a bit of... I, I pictured myself around my 20s or so, because the character I like the most so far is uh, Eddie Batista Switch, because that's... Yeah. He, he digs wrestling, he's into comics, and it's... He... When he's a sh- when he shapeshifts, he makes himself bigger than what he's ever capable of being himself, and he it's that bigger than lifestyle, uh, bigger than life um, persona that he gives himself, and he's real cool and cocky about it. That seems like the you know kind of a flavor of what you guys would be maybe a group of you back wrestling, you know, if in the UPW days or the PWG days where you guys are way into this stuff because it seems like you guys all ran together and and dug comics and everything. Am I right? So are you putting in your move sets in there? Are you putting in your special moves and what you're capable of through Eddie? Do you, it seems like, in a way, you sort of got to live a comic book while you were wrestling, and now you get to continue that by making a comic book. Is that Would you say that's a fair assumption? And this villain that you've got in the series in Second Shift, the villain that feeds off of bad emotions, bad vibes, um, and then just turns all that and turns it into violence against others. I'm hoping 
I'm hoping that's not a wrestling booker back in the day, like a Rick Bassman or something like that. I hope that's not <laughs> based off of that. Oh, man. It was a 13-year-old girl, and it happened on Saturday, and no, I was too cowardly to do anything about it. <laughs> oh, you're just too civil. You're too civil. It's, it's okay. That's what it is. I'm glad that you didn't make that like everyone's darkest desires weren't just beating him up so that he started beating himself up. I'm really glad that you didn't <laughs> include that. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a comic strip in the back with it. <laughs> oh, like the Marvel bullpen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Well, it's filled with, uh, like you said, with the great superhero stuff, with the cool gore. I'm flipping through again here. This is uh, issue four on my hands, and there's uh, just really cool stuff. Uh, so it says you do art and you're co-plotter. So you said you don't write necessarily, so you're brainstorming the ideas with, with a team? That's awesome. Uh, and you seem to work very well collaboratively. And uh, when I saw you, I met you at Comic-Con this past year. I remembered you. I walked by the stand uh, by Headlocked Comics and you were there and it clicked in my head like, holy shit, I remember you from UPW days. I w used to watch you in tag matches. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my, my, 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I hope it, it felt that weird moment where it's like, oh, am I making you sound old? No, I think I'm making myself sound old. Old shit. We're both old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, okay. Okay. but it's always exciting. Uh, on this show, we love hearing about um, wrestlers, especially working on other projects outside of you know just wrestling. And w- at what point uh, during your wrestling run was this a passion, not just a hobby, but then turning into something you're actually pursuing?
that's great, man. I mean, that's so exciting that you you've gotten this far and it's and still going. You've got great perks available on the Kickstarter campaign. You've got um, obviously all the comics available in print and digital, and then trade paperbacks, uh, and then even having yourself drawn into the comic or even getting a speaking role. Uh, it's exciting stuff. I, I I hope everybody checks this out. I hope everybody wants to be a part of it. Throw a couple bucks this, uh, Scott's way and uh, help encourage another artist. Help help someone else make what good they comics. Want. Yeah, make yeah. good comics that have some wrestling in them, that have some superheroes in them. It's got some gore, got some violence, got good stuff in it. So, um, Scott, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, best of luck with the Kickstarter campaign. And uh, hope to have you on. Yeah, hope to have you on again soon, man. I like Scott's comic a lot. I second shift. I I have four issues right now. There's a fifth coming out. I've read them all. I like it. Nice and gory. Yeah, there's good gore. I should. I mean, honestly, that shouldn't be the first thing I say about it. The characters and relationships are great, but nice gore too. <laughs> and I like it. It's got good jokes in there. The it's not Jack in the Box. It's Jack in the Crack. Uh, I'm going there after we record today. Really? Maybe. Jack in the Crack or yeah. Jack in the Box? Actually, talking about uh, Taco Bell really made me think about fast food, so I might be hitting it up. Steve, don't do it. You're in such good shape. Look at those guns. Yeah, yeah. Look. They're tubes. Look at those tubes. These are comic reading tubes, okay? <laughs> it's how I get all the info to my brain. I like this comic. I think you should really check it out. I do recommend it to our listeners. At least go watch the Kickstarter video and, and get a glimpse for yourself. Make your own mind up. Um, this is a great thing to support. This is somebody making content, and it's something they believe in, and it's worthwhile. I like it. Yeah, and, you know, like what Steve did with Dave Made a Maze, and, you know, Morrison got to be in that, and that's a project he was excited about doing. It's that, it's that same cyclical thing that we like to support. If other guys are doing projects outside of wrestling— Go check it out. Go see what it's about. Let so, us know about them. We'd love to support them. Yeah, so Kickstarter. Go to Kickstarter. You search for Second Shift or you search for Scott Lost. You'll find the project right away. You can go to our Facebook, our Twitter page as well. You can also follow at Scott Lost on Twitter and get all the info there. And he's very close to his goal. You could help put him over the top. Like you said, if they go over the goal, everybody gets paid, which when you pursue something that you really like and you want to do, it's nice to get paid. ProWrestlingLoot.com, promo code Scott. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's great. And he's going to come into the studio at some point soon, and we're going to talk with him more about uh, wrestling days of old and all that wrestling sort of stuff. Wrestling days of new. Yeah, and so all that stuff. So, Scott, thank you for being on the show. Um, but we got more to talk about. So, Night of Champions happened. A lot of crazy shit went down. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, um, there was... There was no celebrities this time involved. No John Stewart to get in in the way of the U.S. title match. Just straight uh -huh. up fight. I am. I got to be honest right now, Steve. I am fucking thrown because on Sunday I saw you at nine o'clock and you go, "Hey, I watched Night of Champions." Yeah, and then you made fun of me for watching. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna talk about on the show now. Night of Champions. Yeah, but you've seen something, so it throws me for you a loop. You can still try to re-explain it to me. But now I know what you're talking about. Well, on this night, Steve, all the champions must put their titles on the line. I know. And there was multiple matches that had no titles on the line besides multiple. the title of Pride. <laughs> they were all fighting for the Pride MMA belt. That's right. They were. They got it on loan. From the Yakuza. From the Yakuza. <laughs> um, what was your favorite match? Um, ha! You didn't watch it. 
I really liked Cena and Rollins a lot. It was a real barn burner. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Like when Rollins uh, picked up Cena to do that, uh, what the slam against the ring post. Yeah. Like I thought everybody was going to die. It just looked like everybody was turning into fried eggs in front of me. No, that was another match where everyone died. Yeah. It was just that was so, sting. so rough. What do you think happened to Sting? Is he okay? Yeah, you heard his like. That was kind of weird because it was sort of like, why are they? I don't know who thought it was a good idea to have people get so exhausted during matches, like to show respect mm-hmm. that they thought that was compelling storytelling. Do it afterwards. Don't do it during the match. Like, do you think that was that was part of the story? When I watched it the first time, I thought it was, and then when I heard about it afterwards, I was like, he did. A, there was an Irish whip, and he sort of like he ducked underneath the clothesline, and then he just fell on the ground. I was like. That looked weird. It was yeah, like watching my dad fall that, down. He had been powerbombed into the turnbuckle for the third time. Hey, don't talk to me like I'm saying that everybody should be tougher and that these what what bad workers these guys no, are. No, no, no. I'm saying such a fat piece of shit. He should really hit the gym. No, I'm not saying that. You should. Uh, but I'm saying that he, that's what happened right before that moment. So I believe like, oh, he can't take any more of those. And that's when he started to stumble, and then they went for the Irish whip, and he just collapsed. I'm like, yeah, that's me going up two flights of stairs. Like, I get it. No, that's I, me, man. There's just something weird about it that really it stops the momentum. I would have assumed, like, Irish whip out of the ring, maybe. Like, I'm thinking about I it believe cinematically. that to be, I'm super hurt. That was not a piece of story. Oh, I believed it. I mean, I didn't think he was, I knew, I thought he was hurt. I didn't think he was hurt that bad. I thought it was story, oh. to, like, I thought it was all part of the story. It was like, see, he's super exhausted. See, I I believed it as part of the thing, because that just didn't seem, it just didn't seem right. It did not seem right. I it agree. It didn't seem right. I hope Sting's okay, is what I'm saying. Me too. I'm worried about him. That's two matches in a row I've seen him lose. I don't know if he's going to, oh, well, you missed Raw then. He won. Wow. It was a, he, he did he make Rollins tap? Yeah, he sure did. And he won, so he won the championship. <laughs> no, it was a tag match. Oh, cheap. Do you think Singh's gonna get another uh, another match? I hope so. After that, do you think? Do you think it's one of the things where Vince is in the back, like I knew he couldn't do it. I told you. Or he's like, no, Sting, come on, baby. <laughs> I w- I've been waiting for you. I wish it was that. I really wish it was like. I want. A t-shirt that says Sting's biggest fan is Vince McMahon. <laughs> I, think, I just think that's so charming in so many ways. I really like that a lot. And Triple H is watching like, whatever. No, he's quietly doing the thumbs up, but he doesn't want anybody to see it. Right. If Sting gets another match, who do you think it'll be? Undertaker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here last. Uh, Bray Wyatt, I think would be cool. Yeah. Um. I don't want Brock Lesnar to show up and just ruin Sting. I don't want Randy Orton to show up and be with his new Legend Killer gimmick for one match <laughs> to kill Sting and then never talk about it again. Right. Um, I think those are the ones, like, honestly, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker would be the most exciting for me. Mm-hmm. But even, I would probably could go pretty well with an Owens versus Sting also. Oh, he'll hurt him too. I feel like everyone's going to want to hurt him now. Well, but also don't do a championship match because the, the expectation is like Sting's not going to win the belt. That's I, I mean, believed I, it. I I wanted him to, but I don't know. Did Mickey believe it? Did the duck believe it? Did the Penang believe it? The duck didn't really see it coming because oh. it was in my belly. <laughs> um, yeah, 
I don't know. I want to see more wrestling matches with Sting. They're always impressive. And his hair does that crazy thing, so he always seems more dangerous than he actually is. Right. It just blows out of his head. Yeah, it looks like he looks like Doc Brown in college <laughs> before he went to graduate school, before he went to medical school, and before he became a scientist. Well, okay. Hell in a Cell is coming up in, uh, in L.A. We're probably going to go. Yeah. Do you think Sting will have a match there? I do. Do you really think so? Yes. Who? I guess who? I'm not sure yet. I'm. I hope it's Bray Wyatt, but I don't think it is. Um, we get two matches so far that are basically announced because we've got the Brock Lesnar Dick Sword Tour going on. Uh, go to hell for saying that. Hey, Scott. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just telling. I'm just saying what everybody on Twitter is saying. Uh, yeah. So we got the tour coming up, and then it all ends. I think it's a kind of cool idea to say that there's a rock tour. And it's Brock Lesnar, and it all happens at Hell in the Cell. I like that. I think it's a really cool idea also. So it's him and Taker. Number two, Hell in the Cell. I guess we're supposed to forget the first one. Uh, the bloody one from No Mercy. I'm considering it. Um, so we got that, and then we've got a title match as well. It's speculated, but it looks like it's going to happen. You know what that is? What's that? Seth Rollins versus Kane. The Demon Kane. And a Hell in a Cell? Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. It's probably. Who <laughs> depends on what they're doing. <laughs> Something on a poll. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd watch that. I mean, I think Kane's a cool dude. Are you pumped for Hell in the Cell? Or is there, is there, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't I like, I'm excited to go. I'm not really excited about Kane all the time. I'm glad he's back, but I really lost a lot of momentum because they made him wrestle in slacks for so long. Oh, I love the slacks. I love them. Um, yeah, I don't know who Sting would face at Hell in a Cell. I mean, besides my wallet, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm excited to go. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. All right. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Probably right. next week. Probably the Saturday before the show. I'm, I'm really excited about this Kane Undertaker match. <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> uh, it's now time for the Marty Scroll interview done by Wrestling Memes. Tom Anstey. Go to Facebook.com slash Wrestling Memes. Go give them a like on there. Follow at wrestling underscore memes. This is from the Download Festival. All the craziness that's going on there. Marty Scroll, Tom Ancy, meeting up, having a chat. Enjoy. So uh, this is well, it's actually night two. I turned up late, uh, and we are at uh, Son- uh, not the Sonosphere. That's the wrong festival. That was fucking last year. We're at, I'm doing a terrible job here. Um, we're at Download Festival with uh, Progress's own and host of Wrestle Talk TV. You've even had me on once. That was great, or twice, three times. How many Wrestle times? Talk. Yeah, that wasn't my decision. But I got to be insulted by you. It was well, great. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, uh, yeah. Here with um, Marty Skull. Um, the villain. Marty the Skull, villain. The villain. Marty Skull. Got to get that line over. He's got, he's got a great know. coat, he's got a great umbrella, and some lovely glasses. There we go, yeah. Um, you know. So, for, for people in America, this goes out on American podcast. Cool. Not familiar with you, who are you? Well, I think you just done it well there, haven't you? Uh, I'm the villain of my school. I've been wrestling uh, forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> no, forever. Not forever. I don't know. A while now. And uh, yeah, I'm from uh, Cambridge, England. I have a degree. I uh, swing an umbrella. What's the degree in? Um, I don't really want to tell you that, but it is a degree. Degrees, so flexes. Pretty much, yes. No, I've got a degree in chicken wings and uh, swinging umbrellas, so there we go. All right, and uh, we are here at Download Festival, as they can probably hear in the background here. Yes. Um, what, how, what is it like wrestling at a festival? 
Um, it's very tiring because you spent all day here with nothing much to do. There's been no bands today or yesterday, so all I've done really is kind of eaten and walked around and yeah. And we don't rest until midnight, so by the time it gets to midnight, like I I'm pretty much ready for bed, you know? But then you gotta turn it on for the match. Wrestling at midnight means that every single night, no matter, we got Slipknot, Muse, uh, and Kiss headlining this yeah. weekend. Progress Wrestling is the main event because it's the last well, thing. I, I think the fact that Progress Wrestling have Mighty Skull means it's always going to be the main event. Is that not right? Well, obviously. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, exactly. You know. Naturally. I don't care about Slipknot. All I care about is Top Knots, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and so, some of the fans aren't that impressed with the Top Knot. What's yeah, your opinion? I mean, I had 3,000 people tonight calling me a uh, Top Knot. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was something. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was and fun. Maybe in reflection of them insulting your hairstyle, what is your opinion of the metal fans? Uh, yeah, they seem cool. Like, I like metal music, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself, like, I'm not like a metalhead, do you know what I mean? So, uh, but they're cool, man. They're very passionate about the music and they love wrestling. So, if they love wrestling, you know, they're fine by me. And uh, any bands you're looking forward to at the weekend? No, this weekend? no, because I'm leaving tomorrow morning before the band oh, starts. That's, so I, that's the worst timing. Yeah, I'm dying to see Slipknot. And I'm dying to see Andrew WK, and I'm dying to see Gobsmacked as well. And I'm not going to see any of them. Can you not just like hide somewhere and be like, I'm here anyway? Well, yeah, but you know, I have, I have other shows to do, so it's you know. You're a worker. That's I'm a man. I'm a man in demand. What can I say? You know. All right, and um, talking about progress as a promotion, uh, I mean, it's one of probably I'd say it's the best promotion in England. That's my opinion. What do you think about progress and how far it's come in the last couple of years? Well, I must admit, like, when uh, I first got an email from Progress Wrestling, I was like, what, you know, what is this? Not, you know, who are these guys? And then obviously the first show, it went so well, I was kind of blown away. And uh, ever since the first show, it's just got better and better and better. And I think the great thing about Progress is like, the brand now is just getting so strong and the fans are so passionate. It just, you know, it's just an absolute pleasure to wrestle for him every single time, you know. But Progress Wrestling makes me proud to be a wrestler. It's the shows I look forward to. And I, I think it's so cool that we have, like, you know, our own kind of brand in, this, uh, in the country that we can be proud of, you know. And the houses the guys are doing, like, like, people talk about the golden era in British wrestling being in the 70s and 80s. I'm like, I think it's right now. They didn't sell out tickets, you know, 700 tickets 21 minutes back in the day, but they are now, you know. So, like, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I, I you know, I'm positive it's going to continue to grow and grow. And, and one last thing, when you're wrestling for progress, do you feel, you know, you wrestle for a lot, you wrestle for most English promotions. Um, do you get a little bit more excited when it's progress? Because I know that I go, to, I go to a lot of British shows, but I ne I'm never excited as when I go to a progress show. Yeah, do you know what? Like, actually, progress are probably, uh, like I said, because, because I've been wrestling for a while now, and I, I do, you know, do so many shows, it, th those nerves don't always kick in. Sometimes you just kind of, you know, not walk for the motions, but you just, you know, it's like, okay, let's do this, I can do this, this is fine. But progress, I do still get pretty nervous before the matches, you know, just because I know it's, you've got to be good, you know, if you want to hang in there with the rest of the roster, you know, which is one of the best rosters in the world, you've got to bring an A game. So I still get nervous, I do get excited, I love it, but the nerves is like, you know, I can tell 
that progress is a big deal to me. The fact that I get nervous before the matches, you know. All right, uh, nice girl. Lovely to have you. Where can people find you? On the waltzers right now. We're next to the waltzers for yes. the audio list. Yeah. Um, where can they find me? Oh, okay. Uh, Twitter is uh, at Marty Scurll. That's uh, S-C-U-R-L-L. Yeah, that's right. S-C-U-R-L-L. There we go. I messed up already. Uh, also, if you want to, you know, look sexy for a night out, or maybe you'd like to, you know, get, uh, put a nice girl, then maybe you want to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Marty Scurll and pick yourself up a villain T-shirt. It's lovely merch. Oh, it's, it's lovely a, merch. It, it's only the best, you know. And uh, <laughs> these are multitask T-shirts. You can wear them clubbing. You can wear them, you know, going for a nice meal. They're just fantastic. Wear them in the wrestling as well. Yes, at, at the wrestling. That's very much encouraged. At download. At download. download. There's been a few people tonight wearing the uh, the villain T-shirts, you know, and they're probably going to have a much better time because of it. So, uh, you know, I would strongly suggest you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash MyScale or hit me up on the Twitter either way. Uh, and oh, Instagram now, that's something, thing, isn't it? Instagram yeah. as well. I do the Instagram thing. That's uh, just MartyScale again. And uh, yeah, I do. I do some nice pictures, and then I put a little. Um, what, what's it called? Uh, hashtag? Not hashtag. Um, no. A filter. Oh, my filter. Pictures. Nice filter. Yes, but then I lie. Sympia. But then I lie and say hashtag no filter. <laughs> it's a bit of a swerve, you know. They're like, oh, oh, he's really pretty, but really it's just a filter. So Instagram's a good one, you know. Uh, what about tout? No tout. <laughs> Tout's no. a big, big deal. No. Ten years ago. No, no touts. None of that stuff. No, no Facebook, but uh, yeah, Twitter. Instagram, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, yeah. And of course you can see you every Sunday every hosting single, yeah. Wrestle Talk TV with Francesca Wood, yes, who I'm camping me. with this week. There we go, Francesca, me and Francesca Wood, every Sunday, 11pm on Challenge, doing lots of wrestling banter, and I shall promise to keep you off for the near future. No, you got to have me back on. <laughs> I, like, at least 10 people tune in for me, at well, least 10. Well, it's not my decision. Not including my friends and family. It's not my decision who comes on, but I can certainly, you know, maybe put the block on you coming back on again, you know what I'm saying? Nice Marty me. <laughs> well, I made you that one the other day where you were naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think my mum saw that as well. She was so impressed with you. So, uh, yeah. well, well, for me and for Marty's mum, I think it's about time to sign out. Uh, I think that's a good note to end on. It's actually. been a pleasure. Thank you. And that sounds like a good time. Yeah, that's the download festival, Scott. I don't go to festivals, Steve. Why, you can't handle the sun? Oh, the sun's the worst. Always beating down on you. Doesn't dad, give you a break. Dad, dad, uh, feed me. The sun is like Brock Lesnar in the sky. You think so? Relentless. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sunplex city, bitch. Sunplex. Mm-hmm. That puts you in deep thought. What happened there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just really... Sunplex. Hmm. I it just, there should be more moves that have something to do with the sun, I think. Like oh, like some salts. Egyptian raw character? No, no, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I want the apocalypse character from X Men in wrestling. Okay. Um, does he have tubes? No, but he does get bigger. Like okay. he has these other wrestlers come out <laughs> and plays his. So he did, he he uh, it becomes a chicken fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he stacks them. Yeah, they he stacks. He stacks. He stacks. Um, no, but like there's moon salts and stuff. I feel like there should be like the sun pile driver or something or the solar plexus slam <laughs> oh god <laughs> these are all good stuff. yeah don't worry i'm everybody's dad talking about wrestling <laughs>
Ugh. Uh, Steve, there's something really strange that happened on Raw. Now, this I know I can explain to you. I hope so, because I did not watch Raw. On Raw, Kane was back. Yeah, from Hawaii. Well, Kane had his foot broken, so the DOO, the Director of Operations, Kane, was there and in a suit and in really good spirits. Like, he was overly excited and really chipper and, and smiling. On Raw? Yeah, and talking with Rollins and talking with Stephanie and talking with Triple H. What? But... And what? had no memory, had no recollection of being there on Sunday. Doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he was there. And Stephanie at one point had said, like, I'm going to need the mask back. And he said, whoa, it's gone from the case. That's really strange. But if you lost it, there's going to be some problems. And it got really serious. And then in the main event, uh, John Cena and Seth Rollins fought for the U.S. title as the rematch. And Seth lost, was there in the ring. And um, Kane was on the big screen, corporate Kane, telling him that, there's a lot of people vying for your championship, but there's one that might be your worst nightmare. And the lights got all red. And then Demon Kane came from below the ring and pulled him in. What? It's like, it's not the same person. You know what I mean? Almost it's, like Joseph Park and his brother Abyss. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Interesting. I like this. What's up, Booners? Oh, Jack up, Swagger. Jordan? Where have you been? What's up, not Jack? Hey, Jack Swagger, thanks for joining us. I haven't seen you since, I believe it was an acting audition that went horribly wrong, and uh, all the paperwork that hasn't been filed lately. Since. Well, yeah, sometimes you go on auditions, and sometimes you hear good stuff, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you land the role of a lifetime. Well, Jack, please, uh, Jack Swagger, we're all ears here on Curtain Jerks. What did you uh, what'd you book? Uh, what did I book? Haven't you been watching television lately? Haven't you been watching someone just knock it right out of the park? Uh, well, I watched The Nick on HBO Go. They're gearing up for season two, so oh, it was yeah. on HBO Go. Oh, it's a good show. It's I, so good. I have listened for that show. I didn't get in. Really? It's very good. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't get in that show. Uh, Steven Soderbergh, uh, d- uh, cinematographer, director, and editor. I said, Steven Soderbergh, the cinematographer? Yeah. And then I was asked to leave the room, and I said, hold on, Steven Soderbergh, cinematographer. Let's talk about this. I'm Dax Swagger, uh-huh. and you're Steven Soderbergh, uh-huh. cinematographer. Uh-huh. And uh, at that point, I was promptly asked to leave. Jack Swagger, what is this wonderful role you've booked? Haven't you been watching television lately? Uh, not really, no. Did you happen to watch television on Monday night? Uh, mm-mm. Did you happen to watch television on Sunday night? Uh, yeah, I watched Night of Champions. Well, then you saw my work. What? What work? What did you... Watch this. Look, I'm gonna turn around. Okay. I'm gonna just... You might be confused by my appearance because okay. I'm going to change my appearance. Okay. I'm going into the role. Okay. Kane? That's right, motherfucker! <laughs> are you, I'm sorry. Jack Swagger, are you moonlighting as Kane on I'm, Raw right now? I am playing the part of Demon Kane. What? How did you book this? Did they call? Did WWE call you up? Did you audition? What I happened? auditioned for the role. Okay. They were looking for someone... Because they're, what they're doing is they're doing vignettes where they have Kane and then the corporate Kane and then the Demon Kane. And yeah. they needed somebody to play the role. And so I'm permanently now Demon Kane. Wait, uh, really? wow, congratulations. I landed the role, and so I think I'm going to be up for an Emmy this year. Okay. Uh, for playing uh, Best Supporting Actor. All right. Uh, as a part of uh, Demon King. Okay. And uh, now I'm fighting for the WWE Championship. This is huge. So now, now I can smoke all the weed I want. Whoa, Jack. 
<laughs> I don't think that's how this works. Gordon's had to no, uh, the roll and I can smoke the gun. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, there is, I think, a little bit of favoritism if you're in the title picture. I can always assume that. But I don't think that means you're safe from the wellness policy. Hey, what time is it? Uh, right now, it's about 420. 420? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Swagger. <that's>... Doobies! <laughs> I can't. Look, Doobies. I'm, I'm working with Scott right now. Doobies! Uh, all right, just... I don't do this. I don't... Scott, I've... <laughs> I don't... Steve, you're a role model. This is... This is terrible. Jack, I'm leaving. Look, no, I can't. The door's closed. You had the security guy close the door. Listen, guys, just mellow out, cause a demon. Scott doesn't smoke. Scott's not a smoker. Whatever. He's a pussy. Listen. No, he's just not for him. It doesn't mean he's a pussy. Square pussy. No. You're a square pussy. No. As they say in the fifties, like, hey man, what are you a square pussy? They never say that part. I'd say maybe the square part. Didn't but... you ever see Back to the Future? Marty McFly, all the McFly's here, a bunch of square uh, pussies. Big news, Jack Swagger. Huh? They're going to be showing all three of the Back to the Future movies here in Los Angeles come October. Well, normally I want to audition for that role, but I don't need to because I booked the role of Demon Chain. Well, I'm happy. You know to... who auditioned for that role also? Uh, Eric he originally Stoltz. landed it. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz auditioned, got the role of Demon Kane, and they said they weren't happy with it. Really? They said it was really just, it wasn't It wasn't, it wasn't funny. right for the role? It wasn't funny. Yeah. I bring a lot of humor to it. I, you know what, Jack? I think you do bring a lot of humor. I know you bring a lot of humor. Because you want to come down the ramp and do all that. And I'm like, what if I come out from under the ring? That was your idea. Yeah, and did you see all that smoke coming out afterwards? I didn't see it. Doobies! Oh. Doobies! See, well, you That's be... how you know it's me. Because I'm smoking a lot of weed. You know what? I, I wouldn't understand how a person would want to get high at a lot of wrestling events. Like, I do understand that they would. But if I was at, like, WWE Access or something, yeah. I don't think I can handle it. I think it's just way too much stimuli. Whenever I'm at Access, I always I always smoke weed. What? Zeb would hide joints in his mustache. Like Blackbeard? What? Like Blackbeard? Oh, yeah, he'd hide them in the twirly parts of his mustache. He'd put two little joints on either side for me. And that's he's a good manager. Just go he just go up and give him a little kiss on the cheek? I give him a kiss on the cheek and pull it right out. Nice. And then light up a doobie. Nice, nice. Yeah, so that's... That's my trademark. It's Demon Kane. It's a lot of smoke, brother. <coughs> a lot of smoke. Jack Swagger, congratulations. This is huge for you. This, this is, is big awesome. time. I'm going to win the title, and then it's just going to be doobies. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry. Scott. Scott. <coughs> Scott. <coughs> Scott. Huh? Huh? You got lost in the DVD shelf for a second there. I, I am a DVD. Oh, boy. <laughs> He might be faking. A, he might be faking. I, I don't I'm know. I'm a DVD. Look. That guy needs to calm his shit down. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he's pretty far gone. Uh, now, Jack, Scott, would you please ask, uh, wish Jack Swagger a congratulations on booking this role? Jack Swagger's a genie. I can wish on him? Yes. <gasps> Jack Swagger, I hope you get a million wishes. Thanks, brother. This guy, this guy is fucking... Remember to make a, all the wishes you need before you wish for your freedom, because then you won't get to grant any wishes. This guy is a square pussy right here. He cannot handle his ganja. Well, I don't think I've heard anybody call it ganja in quite a while. It's ganja, bro! What do you call it? Uh, the sweet sassafras? Uh, honestly, I don't think I call it really anything. The sticky icky? I do call it the sticky icky when I'm feeling sassy. You see? Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, let's go out and get some bitches. What? 
Let's go out and get some bitches. I'd rather go out and get some biscuits if you'd like. That's what I'm saying. Let's okay. go out and get some biscuits. Okay, all what right. What did you think I was saying? Jack, we got to wrap up the show and then I'll let's go get some lunch. Dude, let's just keep going. Let's record an episode that's four hours and 20 minutes. Right. And then when everybody plays it backwards, all they hear is Jack Swagger, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Well, you're going to have to say and that. And then I pull the mask off and I say, it's me the whole time, Jack Swagger. And then you have a match with Kane. Oh, no, I don't want to work with him. He works stiff. All right, Jack. Thank you very much for joining us. Jack Swagger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Steve, I, I need smelling salts or something. Look, Scott, I don't think he was smoking weed. What? Then why, why do I? I think those were herbal cigarettes. Oh, no. Hey, look, sometimes we think we're high and we're not high. So I'm not high? I don't think you're high. <sighs> yeah, oh, I'm not high. Yeah, that's a placebo effect. Man... Someday I hope to use my placebo. Hey, look, I'm sure if you do it online, you can make a ton of money. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and how. Oh, what a show. We had Marty Scroll. We had Tom Anstey. We had Scott Lost. They have so much stuff going on. Go check out all the things. Follow on Twitter. Of course, uh, Scott Lost on Kickstarter. Search for Scott Lost or for Second Shift Comics. Go. Contribute a couple of bucks towards the campaign. Contribute a lot of bucks if you got that in your pocket. Please do. Go like Wrestling Memes on Facebook and, of course, on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, Pro Wrestling Loot. Get 10% off your wrestling crate by using the promo code SCOTT. And uh, we've got some more stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. I don't want to say what in case it doesn't happen. Uh, but drug oh. tests. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um... But uh, we're, we we will be doing a Gets Jerked uh, episode pretty soon as well. I know that's going to be happening. I have an episode in the can of my friend Steve Vinoni where we talk all types of old wrestling stories, which I'm looking forward to releasing for you guys to listen to. 16 Bits Podcast, we're coming back this week. We had a short hiatus for a while. Go listen on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's a wrestling video. No, it's not wrestling. It becomes wrestling because Josh always knows that's what I want to talk about. But it's video games. Video games and comedy. If you like the show, you'll love 16 Bits Podcast. Go check that out. And, of course, um, After Buzz TV doing Smackdown there. Steve, Dave Made a Maze. Any updates? Yeah, we're still working on it. We're making a movie, man. Yeah. Making a movie, man. Making a movie, man. Making a movie. Let's go check that out. It's got John Morrison, Nick Thune, and others in it. Steve co-wrote it. I'm in it. Uh, go like on Facebook, go uh, Instagram, and go Twitter as well. Go search Dave Made a Maze. You'll find it all. So for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Just listen to another episode of Curtain Jerks. Oh, this is the time where you get all ten of your fingers. They've been uh, itching and ready to go this whole time. You're like, I I'm going to wait to do this at the end of the I'm podcast. I'm going to wait until the episode's done, and then I'm going to use these things. These things I call hands. Yeah, these things I call hands. Uh, not these biceps and glutes that uh, God has given me. But, but activate them, too, so you can have a full use of your hands. Yeah, uh, clench up them butt cheeks when you go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Follow us. 
like the episode. Comment. Tw- uh, comment during. You could. You should have been commenting during this episode. You can go and comment during other episodes because I'm sure you have all the time code marked in your head. Don't you hear the sounds that our voices make? You can comment on the weird noises we make. You can make weird noises of your own. You can write it down and make other people make weird noises by reading it. Yeah, it's, it's very interactive. You go on there. You can comment during your favorite parts of the show. You can comment during the parts of your show that you're like, oh, that was uh, quotable. And then you put it in quotes and you stick it up there. And if you're an aesthetics person, orange accents. Right? Orange is the new black, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be dated. <laughs> no way. No Jason way. Biggs. Jason Biggs. WCW champion if they're still around. Yeah, that's how it works. So it's the Orange is the new black WCW crossover. Jason Biggs is the new championship. That belt's almost as big as his head. It is, and even bigger than that is YouTube. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's pretty big. It's a big deal. It's videos online. You can watch pictures of cats moving. Mm-hmm. And you can watch Steve act like a cat on YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast. You can see our predictions videos on there. You can see uh, our wrestler pronunciation manuals on there, our prediction videos. Uh, did I say that twice? <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so it's all there, available for you. We've uh, got some new videos, ideas, videos, ideas. Oh, this one's being thrown away. No, it'll get chopped up. Or it'll stay exactly the same. It'll be at the end of every episode until the end of time. Oh, please <laughs> throw that meteor down quick. <laughs> Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Maybe. I don't know. Jeff Jarrett was... What'd you do with the prop cocaine? (laughs) That was a prop? (laughs) 